Coming up on today's episode, we're going to talk about Kyler Murray and his agent putting out a huge statement sending a message to Arizona Cardinals organization. And it seems like we have a bidding war going out there in the announcing world of the NFL. Troy Aikman ready to get some more money. Sean McVay turning down $100 million. And Derek Jeter stepping down as Marlon CEO. All that and more coming up. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. Hope everybody out there is enjoying their day. Now let's talk some sports now, shall we? Uh, we got some big news coming out of, of the NFL again. We're going to talk about a little announcing bitty war. Whoever thought? These big time announcers, people, even Fox, ESPN, Monday Night Football, some movement going around, even for Sunday Night Football. And Amazon is really putting their platform out there for Thursday night. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And the first topic is going to be about Kyler Murray. Remember last week we talked about, you know, you take down all of his Instagram photos in regarding to the team. There was a leakage that came out that said he was a little immature. And now him and his agent, Eric Burkhart, have put out a statement to Arizona basically saying how great Kyler Murray is and how he should be getting paid and it should happen sooner rather than later. So Kyler Murray just hit his, um, he's three years in, right? So you're allowed to start negotiating your contract in NFL now, even though he still technically has two years left on that rookie deal. And so Kyler Murray really, really wants to get paid. And I just want to go over a little bit of what this letter actually said. Now, it's very odd for an agent to do this and it just seems this uh, this is really weird and odd to me in general because this is way he's saying hey i want to be paid or be out or i'm going to sit or something is really is kind of weird and this is why it's a little bit weird because i'm going to read a little bit of this letter right now actions speak louder than words in this volatile business it is now simply up to the Cardinals to decide if they prioritize their rapidly improving 24-year-old, already two-time Pro Bowl QB who led this organization from three wins before his arrival to 11 wins and their first playoff appearance in five years. Or rather, if they choose to financially prioritize committing to other areas and continually to merely talk about addressing Kyler's long-term future as their QB. Unfortunately, every player, coach, and executive in the NFL knows or should know that words and hypothetical contractual promises are regularly dismissed and fleeting in this business. Kyler remains hopeful that the organization chooses to commit you know it does say chooses there it's supposed to say chooses but man if you want your guy to be 100 million dollars plus man if you want to demand a high salary can we uh get a little spell check there from the agent i don't know 
Anyways, let's just read it how it was. That the organization chooses to commit so that he can continue leading the Cardinals to further success and value for many years to come. You're supposed to write chooses to commit, but he chooses to commit. So I don't know about giving this man any money. But anyways, that was a little half part of that statement. So, you know, I don't really recall any other QB in the same situation as Kyle Murray ever doing this. Uh, Josh Allen got his money. He didn't have to do this. Lamar Jackson is wanting the uh, contract extension too, but you don't see him coming out and doing some kind of weird statement like this. And the other weird thing about this is Eric Burkhart not only represents Kyler Murray, but he actually represents Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach. Is this has something to do with the both sides trying to do something here? Because remember, uh, allegedly, during the playoffs, when that was over and the Cardinals lost that game, the coaches didn't get their bonus and whatnot. So then I think they actually did. I don't know how that worked, but that was the rumor that came out that leaked. And because they didn't get the job done. So now you got Cliff Kingsbury, and, you know, and Kyler Murray, who has the agent of Eric Burkhart, Kyler Murray now speaking out. Like I said, remember, he was immature, wasn't a real team player guy, and all these things, pouted and whined a lot. That rumor came out, you know, a couple weeks ago. Now look at this. So the Cardinals even pay this man? I think he's so overrated now. I mean, he'll be in the MVP discussion the first six, seven games. You're like, wow, you want to put him in the MVP discussion? He looks great. He's made the improvements. And then they fall off a cliff. They, like, in the desert, they just disappear. You get lost in the desert, it seems like, for the second half of the year. Now, he puts up some good numbers here. But for you to praise a man in this quarterback... <laughs> They'd be demanding a lot of money, it looks like, and wanting this contract extension now when you barely threw for 20 yards in the first half of the playoff game against the Rams? You want this? What are you trying to say? My two-time Pro Bowl QB, a lot of these wins are kind of fluky for them, especially when you have an extra game in the season now. So... What are you trying to say here, Eric Burghardt and Kyler Murray? You want out? Trying to get my guy paid now? Obviously, that's the tactic. He wants to get paid now. But does he deserve it? I don't think so. A lot of the blame goes on him. They tried to bring in a lot of veterans in that offense. They brought in DeAndre Hopkins. They brought in A.J. Green. They brought in Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz played well last year for him when they got him from Philly. D-Hop got hurt. That was one of the main reasons the offense kind of, you know, didn't really move the ball much because A.J. Green's at the end of his career, yes. But he did have some good plays for Arizona. A veteran leadership. The guy, they brought in a bunch of veterans to surround the young kid, you know, on his rookie deal. They've had a great pass rush, but Arizona's going to lose a lot of free agents this past coming up this season. Pay Kyler Murray now. He's strapped in the cap. Hey, I don't know if that's such a good idea. But coming out with a statement like this isn't very good either. It's very 
this odd and just weird. The agent would go ahead and put this out. If I'm the player, if this guy is representing me, and like I guess he's a well-respected agent, very good at the job he does and whatnot, but if my agent put out some kind of crap like this, I'd probably fire him, honestly. How do you okay something like this? I wouldn't want to okay it. Me personally. I'm not a big fan of Kyler Murray anyway. Real fluky to me. Looks great. Then he looks really bad. Some of it has to do with Cliff Kingsbury there, head coach. Some of this has to do with this whole philosophy. But if I'm Arizona, I'm not paying this man. I am not going to sign him to an extension after year three. It's not going to do it. I'm not a firm believer in him. I think he's extremely overrated. I don't think he has what it takes when it comes to crunch time in the playoffs where things get a lot harder, defenses play a lot harder, and it's just more challenging. We saw it against the Rams. You beat him in the regular season, came come playoff time, there was just no match. You couldn't move the ball. Going to lose a lot of key pieces this year on offense. Chris and Kirk, they're going to try and bring him back. James Conner, big part, try and bring him back. Going to lose some key guys. Zach Ertz, free agent still. Chase Edmonds, like, hey. Kyle Murray, I don't think he had. I think he, what, the rumors that are coming out is true. I really think he's an immature guy. Blames everybody else but himself. Thinks he's the man. Hey, can you go play baseball this offseason? Oh, wait, you can't. <laughs> There's no baseball season yet. It's still in the lockout. Kyler Murray is not the answer. There will be. Never has been. For a guy, I love how the one of the paragraph there is two-time Pro Bowl. Like everybody makes a damn Pro Bowl. Now. Nobody even goes. So the Pro Bowl thing is not even an accolade anymore. You haven't even played a whole year. You've been hurt every year you've been in the NFL. So one, he can't stay on the field. Throw interceptions at key moments. Turn the ball over. Can't move the ball in key moments. Can't get your team over the hump. Arizona is not going to be a very good football team next year. They're going to lose too many pass rushers and you know people on offense to really overcome that. I'm not paying this man. We'll see what he does. See what he does. See if he wants to hold out. If he... You know, if he doesn't get the extension, we'll see who gives. Can Arizona possibly do a trade? Who knows? And the most interesting part is Cliff Kingsbury and the GM Kime are uh, going to be <laughs> addressing the, you know, reporters during tomorrow's combine. So it'll be interesting to see what they have to st- what they have to say about this recent news coming out of uh, from Kyle Murray's camp and agent Eric Burkhart. All right, so speaking of some money, you hear about this whole Sean McVay thing? This announcing circle. I Usually you hear players, media, the big-time networks going after the players, right? Now they're going after coaches. 
Amazon reportedly uh, reportedly offered Sean McVay a hundred million dollars to come, you know, announce Thursday night football. Are you kidding me? He turned it down. He said, I'm running it back. And that's what his decision is. I think I guess he's going to get a little hefty raise from the Rams because he wasn't getting he really wasn't. He's on the bottom tier, I think, in terms of pay per year in the NFL, but I think supposedly he's going to get a little hefty raise now. This is he won the Super Bowl. But Amazon was trying to pry him away for a hundred million dollars on what a five year deal? And that's pretty damn crazy. Other thing in Sean McVay news, he's not attending the combine either. You don't have any picks to draft anybody. Why bar going to the combine? Senior scout team out there. You know, coming off the Super Bowl. Oh, he said he had a game plan. He had to put some game plan. They lost a lot of their coaching staff. You know, two other teams. You know, lost Kevin O'Connell, who came head coach to Minnesota. He lost a lot of other, like, key position coaches or moved on to go to different teams now. Of course, the last couple of years going back now, too. Um, so Sean McVay said he's going to put together that little game plan and get together with some of the coaches, which is not a bad idea. Why bother going to the combine? You don't have any draft picks. Trade them all. You haven't had a first-round pick in what? It's been some years since they've had four, five, six years since they even had a first-round pick. They don't have any picks in this year. They trade them all, but it worked out. They trade them from Von Miller, Matthew Stafford, you know, and company. So that works out. But turning down $100 million, Amazon's trying to get this whole – be a big network thing and they're supposedly trying to get Al Michaels Al Michaels may be the guy now on Amazon that's meant to be seen or maybe even Kirk Herbstreet that's another rumor though so these big time platforms are trying to woo away uh, you know some guys and convince them to come where the money's at I mean I just think that's Amazon is throwing out some money there 100 million dollars man how can you turn that down but hey all applause, applause to you for turning that guy. I don't know if I was an applause about it, but um, that's the deal with Sean McVay. I mean, I'm glad he's running back. LA is his home. He's built a great foundation there with that organization. Like, you know, unwillingly. <laughs> I mean, he's the face. He's a face there in LA. And when it comes to NFL, Sean McVay is still young. He's like, I think he would be a great announcer, actually. You know, in the future, at least not right now. See if they can run it back. Uh, so let's get into another announcing guy like Troy Aikman is leaving Fox to join the Monday Night Football crew. Be you know, broadcast some Monday Night Football for seventeen and a half million a year. <laughs> that's that's why this money is just getting thrown around. Sean McVay gets one hundred million. Offered it. Um, Troy, so Troy Aikman inks the $90 million deal. I mean, this is crazy. Um, I don't know what else to really say. He's going to five-year, 17 and a half, almost, like almost $18 million a, a year he's going to be getting. He inks that big deal. So Troy Aikman is no longer partnering up with Joe Buck, who's to me is one of the worst. He one of the worst... Uh, Announcers, there is, but Troy Miss talks some nonsense too. But hey, why not fresh face there on Monday Night Football? Let's we'll see who comes over with him, like uh, or who takes his spot over at Fox, because you know Fox hosts 
two of the next three Super Bowls. That'd be a good job to have. You know, billions and millions and this dollars is getting thrown out there right now when it comes to people in the booth. And I want to actually be able to listen to people in the booth, especially if it's the only game on. If it's the only game on, I don't want to listen to Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Maybe just separating Troy Aikman, he goes off of whoever he does it Monday Night Football with, can help him. Like I just hated that pairing. I then Joe Buck in general, it's because he's so biased against certain teams. It's just ridiculous. But um, who's going to take that Fox spot? I would kind of want to have the host two out of three Super Bowls. He've had that deal. One of the guys, some of the guys I like, I like Greg Olson, the former player there, especially of Carolina. Panthers, like, I think he's a good commentator. I think Greg Olson could fit that role really well. Um, that's just an idea I have. I think that can happen. Um, I guess they're trying to throw in some other names in here. They're trying to get Drew Brees or something and to do some. And, you know, there's all these names getting thrown out there. But I guess the money is in the booth now and not on the field. That's the interesting part about all this is, I mean, millions and millions of dollars you throw out individuals. Hey, it's a pretty good gig if you can get that. Time now for the final topic of the day. And that is in baseball news. We know baseball has not started. They're delayed it. They're in the lockouts. Spring training keeps getting pushed back. Spring training hasn't started. It's, you know, we're beginning of March. So what's going to happen here? In baseball news, nothing's really come to an agreement, I guess, in it. But um, in more baseball news, though, Derek Jeter did step down as Marlins CEO. You know, he took the job about four years ago trying to make the Marlins into some kind of organization again. They've always been low on payroll, and that's just what this seems to be. But he has stepped down as Marlins CEO. He had a five-year plan. I guess the five-year plan didn't work in him because this agreement with the owner in terms of spending, word is that he was promising our $10, $15 million to spend, and that's been rejected now. So he's like, oh, created differences. You know, it's not what I signed up to be a part of. It's time for me to get out because we can't, you know, Come to an agreement on things. So that's why Derek Jeter stepped down. Marlins fans are happy, mad, just angry, kind of sad. It's just, I don't know how to describe it. Like Marlins, like I remember when he first got hired, it was, I thought it was kind of a joke, you know, because they got rid of everybody. They strapped the whole team at the lowest peril in the league all of a sudden. And because uh, of John Carlos Stanton. Got rid of his contract. That was actually a big thing to do. But then they got rid of Christian Yelich, who ended up winning National League MVP for the Brewers. And it's just like, man. But he did rebuild the farm system now. Currently, uh, ESPN, I think it's ranked fourth in terms of the whole league and their farm system. So at least that got rebuilt. And even this offseason, it seemed like they were trying to actually get back a little bit. They did make the playoffs during the one year but that was kind of a joke to me how they got in during the whole COVID thing getting locked down 
and whatnot. So I didn't really count that as a real playoff experience. But they did get in um, to the playing game. But this offseason, they have signed Abigail Garcia to a four-year, $53 million deal. They signed pitcher Sandy Alcantara to a five-year, $56 million extension. And they traded for catcher Jacob Stallings. They got third baseman Joey Wendell. And it was like, hey, they were actually trying to make some moves, trying to spend a little bit of money, maybe bolster their offense up a little bit. And then, hey, you can't spend another $15 million. Like I promised, and I'm going to pull it. And, and, you know, it's just typical Marlins. That's how they've been during their almost, what, almost 30 years now in existence. It, they won the World Series twice, but then remember they strapped the team both times. They didn't want to pay anybody. You know, a lot of great players have played for the Marlins and been in their farm system, actually. And it is just crazy the amount of talent they always seem to get, but want to get rid of it because they don't want to pay them any kind of money. So Derek Jeter's tenure was just failure or uh, success. It really wasn't about anything. To me, it was just middle ground. Because it was this typical Marlins, and that's just the way this organization is. And there's, it's what well, it's been for 30 years. I mean, what's going to change? It doesn't matter if you have new ownership. Derek, you had a what, 4% stake in the ownership or whatever I think it was. And it just doesn't matter. You want to give all that up? Who cares? This is how they are in Miami for this organization. Like, sad. It is sad. I, I, as a Marlins fan growing up, I just can't. I remember, like, Christian Yellis should have never been traded. Miguel Cabrera should have never been traded. Look what these guys did in the league. Like, I mean, you've got some young talent now, but not a lot. Not that kind of production. So, all I'll tell you, be honest with you, I don't really care that Derek Jeter stepped down. It's not surprising. At all. So, it's way to give up a dream, I guess. I know his dream was to own the team, you know, and do that. 20-year source stuff. The Yankees, like, Marlins ain't the Yankees. So, sad, sad scene. And I'll wrap up today's episode. I want to thank you all for joining me here on Sports Talk from the with your favorite sports host, Tanner Christian. Remember, new episodes air every Monday and Wednesday, and it's available on all streaming platforms. Be sure to check out the official website at Feel the Heat Entertainment. It's F-T-H-E, For your latest sport articles, you can stream a podcast there, too, and check out the merch store. Also, we are available on social media at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Feel the Heat E-N-T. Thank you all for joining me. Catch you all on Wednesday.